What's up, Nada Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, everybody? Hey, if you're checking this out because you like the stylings of one Billy Reddy, or if you're a listener slash lover of the NA30 network, um, this is something a little bit new. This is kind of a playoff of pod life that we do. Um, but I'm interviewing uh, Billy Reddy from the Not Another podcast. And uh, we had a great chat, and I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, he's an awesome dude all the way across the Atlantic, uh, just, I think, north of London, England. And uh, we had a great chat. He's got a very good podcast with a lot of good concepts. Some I'm going to borrow. Um, but yeah, check him out at notanotherpodcast underscore on Instagram or on any podcatcher at notanotherpodcast. Uh, now, there are a couple different not another podcast out there so his has the like really stylish teal and red um two-toned on the on the cover so if you want to check that out and i think we're gonna have billy on again when we do a proper pod life so uh hopefully you guys check that out and check this out and if you like this let billy know if you like this let me know and if you're new to the not after 30 podcast what we do is we reminisce about our 20s while surviving our 30s it's a lot of fun it's a lot of laughs and at the end of the day it's a whole bunch of drinks so with that being said on with episode 176 billy ready this is the not after 30 podcast a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s now it's time for the show after 30 podcast I am recording. I think I'm recording. I hope I'm recording. Okay, we just started recording. Well, let's take it from the top. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? You're in for a good one. A newbie to the show, the host of the Not Another podcast, Billy Reddy. What's up, baby? Yes, yes. How are we? We good? I think so. Um, you don't hear French accent. Why don't you tell the good people of the Nana Nation whereabouts in the world you are? So I'm from across the pond over in London, England. All right. And Billy and I connected over Instagram, which I think most people do. Not for a hookup, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, just, I guess, I don't know, just through the podcast algorithm, I guess, through Instagram, uh, we kind of connected. And I'm always a fan of, podcast being friends with podcasts because together we kind of make it happen and hopefully people who listen to this podcast will like you and then like your podcast that's a that's a goal hopefully fingers crossed i mean yeah get, get an hour in and people go oh let's uh let's stop listening to him <laughs> let's yeah get rid of him. that's always my biggest fear my dude um how old are you I'm sorry, I think I lost you. Let me ask you again. Oh, there you go. The, the wonders of technology. Um, how old are you? I'm 24, which okay. uh, feels weird Feels weird to say. <laughs> but yeah, yeah 24. Yeah, I, I got to say, um, I've been listening to your podcast now for, uh, for about two weeks. And I've, I'm probably about five to six episodes uh, um, through your feed. And you, you do not sound or reflect what I believe a 24-year-old is. And the Not After 30 podcast, our whole thing is about reminiscing about your 20s while being in your 30s or surviving your 30s. And uh, so to have like a um, under 30 on the show, we haven't done it in a long time. Welcome. And I'm, I'm glad that you're doing it. So uh, thank you. And the best years are in front of you, my dude. 
There you go. I'm honoured. Hopefully yeah. we can uh, hold a good account for us under 30s. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I mean, there's a lot of shit I talk about, I guess, your generation. Would you still be considered a millennial? Yeah, I think okay. I think I'm just yeah. I'll, 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 if not, I'm definitely more millennial than I'll stay away from Gen Z. But <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Gen Z is pretty fucked. But uh, myself, I'm 38, so you know I got a couple of years on you, a lot more years. The way we always start this podcast, I forgot. Do you have a bevy in front of you? I do. Excellent. As do I. I have a white claw because I'm doing keto. What do you got over there? I've got a cobra, which is like an Indian beer. It's oh. very awesome. Cheers, my man. Salute. Just something when it gets into your mouth, you just the, the spirits get lifted, and oh. and we just start moving. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why did you start a podcast? Why did you start another podcast? So yeah, so basically, I was midway through the first national lockdown here in the UK and I'd started really really well and I was like doing all the exercise and staying motivated and stuff while I was not working and then I just hit a bit of a rut and I was a hit a bit of a wall and I was a bit down and a bit getting overwhelmed with everything and it's something that I've always listened to podcasts while over the last like five six years really keen on them so I was thinking ah. Oh, it's got to be a way to channel all of this unused energy and all of that. So I thought, ah, oh, let's give this give this podcast a go. And I um, I remember the first episode I did, I recorded about four times, deleted it, and then put out the fifth one. She went, ah, oh, here you go. Let's just put it out. And then just went from there, really. Um, didn't think I'd get this far. I thought I'd have, after got, going back to work, I thought I would have just gone, ah, oh, too busy to do it now but i've grown a bit of a love for it all right well i mean that's what happens i i feel the same love i uh my uh myself i i actually didn't start this podcast my brother my brother's step brother-in-law uh he started it and he just put it on social media hey does anyone want to do this with me and i jumped on then he gave up and he's and he kind of handed it over he's like if you want to do this i mean we got six listeners if you want you can kind of make that work and uh i'm happy to say like Fast forward five years later, still go on. And uh, yeah, I think it's kind of amazing. Like, I know that you had mentioned on your show that Rogan was a big inspiration for you. When did you jump onto the Rogan train? Cool. I think I had more seriously over the last couple of years. I think I'd before that, I was a bit, I'd see, oh, he's, he's been with this person. He's been chatting to someone someone I knew and I was like, oh, go on, I'll, I'll listen to some clips I see on YouTube. But I think more so over the last probably year or two, I've got quite keen on listening more frequently. Yeah. All right. And what do you do professionally? So I am a, a football coach or a soccer coach. Um, so I do that with a local professional club to me. So I've been with them for about, about five years now. Awesome. So I mainly work with kids is so my job at the minute I work with kids between like elementary school kids yeah. from five years old to 11 years old and I work with them more so as a teacher now than a coach and I also te help teach teachers how to deliver good PE if that makes sense okay yeah that totally makes sense I don't know if we have that equivalent here in Canada but I mean I have to imagine I mean our biggest export is hockey players but I have to imagine that 
uh, we have something similar. But that's so so cool. I mean, such a unique job too. Do you went to school, I imagine, for that? Yeah. So I my kind of background with it. My dad played professionally, so it's been in in my family throughout my whole life. And then coming out of school, I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. And I was a bit like, I don't really want to do anything else but but play football. But I was never good enough, so I uh, got into coaching. And then since then, I've just picked up. I picked up two, three part-time jobs, doing doing what doing what I can, and then managed to fall into it full time, and then not look back. That's awesome. Um, that's actually kind of incredible. The fact that you're you're the son of, of a pro player. Um, how how is that growing up? Is that tough growing up? I tell you what, it's been it, I. It was fine for me. I don't think I really, it was just normal, if that makes sense. I think I was, yeah, I was very, very young when he was at the height of his, I guess, notoriety of, yeah. Yeah. And I, when he was on the the back end and he was playing a bit lower down, I'd always go, I'd play, I'd be going every week, like be left, left to sit in the, in the stadium while he goes and plays and picks me up at the end of the game. And then, um, but even like through through school and stuff was it was just what did your dad do? Yeah, he plays football. And it just it just seemed normal, if that makes sense. Where yeah. some, where now it's probably now completely different beast. It's now if you like oh, plays football, it's now he's like known everywhere. But he almost plays just before everything blew up. Blew up. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So so his playing career was was nineties, I would imagine, or eighties. Yeah. So he so he played right at the beginning of the, what the Premier League is now. So when it changed from Division 1 to the Premier League. So he, he played in, in the Premier League at that time from the throughout the 90s and then retired in the early 2000s. And, and who did he play for? So he played for a club called Queen's Park Rangers. So they played their team out of West London and he played internationally for the Welsh national team as well, which was pretty right cool. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm so amazed by that. Uh, I can't I can't give you the tour of the studio right now, but when we're done recording, I will. This thing is a shrine to sport, um, mostly baseball and hockey, a little bit of basketball. Uh, you know, North America. I'm sure you know you, you spent some time in North America. Um, you know, the big four out here, and especially Canada, the big one is hockey. So there's not a ton of hockey in here, but you know, my my uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are having a great season right now, and I'm hoping that uh, we'll have some more shrinery. Uh, exhibits hanging out but uh that's that's so cool and uh, i mean i gotta imagine that there's a certain legacy that gets handed down to that you have the jerseys at home i imagine yeah grow, yeah growing up I, I would have done um i think now i don't live live at home anymore i don't don't particularly but i still still have like the photo get sent the photos every now and again like the huge you always always have a bit of a bit of banter about him scoring goals against certain teams or yeah. playing against playing at certain places, but yeah, so it's often a case of and we all, we always talk talk about it as well and always tell stories and we always chat about his experiences and stuff, which helps me further down the line as well, which is uh, which is massive to have as well. That's a beautiful thing. I, I think that's very admirable too. Kind of the same line of work, and that's pretty admirable. And I gotta imagine people probably talk to you in your line of work regarding your father as well too yeah definitely um it's it's funny sometimes going to going to certain clubs or being around the professional players when if they were playing in the same kind of era and we start having a chat and i i say oh like you you've probably played against my dad or you played with my dad and all of a sudden they're like 
they're like, oh my god, like no way, like almost makes them feel really old. Yeah. But, um, but it's quite it's quite funny sometimes, and it almost gives me a bit of a bit more of a perspective on maybe how they've what their experiences are, and a bit of common ground sometimes with with people with the pros and with more senior people within the game as well. I also have to believe that because your father went through it, you went through it as well too. You get a little bit more, maybe respect, maybe respect's not the right word, but because your father went a certain way with it, they, you understand the insides of the game a little bit more the the, maybe the business aspect of the game, of the game as well. Yeah. And a, a bit like more like a bit like the politics of the game as well, a little bit. Fair enough. Yeah. And understanding a bit more kind of the day to day and how players of how players kind of are seen and how they, how they their relationships with other players with managers with other clubs and stuff like that which i'm quite which i'm really really lucky to have had a little bit of experience with through through my dad and which other people around me might not have and i find it interesting when you find when you talk when you talk to people who are in that environment and then you almost find maybe comparisons you might find oh this is what I was told about this environment. This is a story, a funny story I have. They might be able to share a little bit with me. And it's all, it's really, really interesting in that side of it. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, something that I noticed about your podcast that I really liked. Um, I, I, first of all, I, the way you present your podcast, it's very professional. And I got to say for someone who's uh, 30, 40 episodes in, you, you got a great polish on your show the I like the under underlining music that you do, but the present the presentation that you do is very special. And the podcast I listened to today that really it made me grin because I was like, oh man, okay, Bill Billy and I are going to get along really well. And the podcast was um, the soundtrack of your life, and I thought it was such a great concept. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to let you know. Fair warning, all royalties go to you. No problem. Um, the great thing about making no money on a podcast is that you can promise money to people, but if there's nothing coming in, you can't give anything out. So I'm going <laughs> to steal the idea at some point. Uh, I really thought it was really great. And you were going over some of the, the tunes and as you're, as you're going through it now, I, I need to warn you, I have a small obsession with the, uh, the UK and maybe English life. And it's because I, I grew up being a huge, huge Oasis fan which we kind of touched on when I was trolling you on your, yeah. uh, your live feed. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I, I always grew up and I, I obsessed about things to the point where I need to know all these details. And it's just who I am. So when the Gallagher brothers were rise to fame, I was starting to discover music. And then I obviously got thrown into that. I have a great relationship with my younger brother. And I kind of saw parallels in that. Noel being a little bit older, a little bit wiser, Liam being a little bit of a firecracker. I saw a lot of those similarities. So I just gravitated towards that. I watched a lot of documentaries about England at the time, Manchester at the time, um, kind of getting out of the throes of Thatcher and into Labour and, and Tony Blair and a lot of the political side of it. And I just felt a lot of a connection to British music more than I did American music. Yeah. And you're talking about all these these childhood songs. They're all American bands, all hip hop, all R and B. And I I kind of thought to myself, I was like, well, that's kind of wild, isn't it? Like, uh, kid from England, you know, influenced by American music. I'm gonna say North American music. Um, and and then myself being influenced by British music. I thought the parallels in that were, were kind of wild. <laughs> yes, I think definitely growing up, 
for me, it's probably a little bit different now. That for me now, UK music, especially like grime and UK rap and stuff, is massive now here, and it's very, very popular now, and people celebrate it more. Where I think growing up, it was more I was heavily influenced by MTV and spending spending the day in front of MTV watching music videos and sitting in the car and listening to the radio or like different like the old CD um all, all the CDs playing in the car and stuff but yeah I think even back then I don't think I, I don't think I got into even like bands like Oasis or let's say Blur for example I know Oasis and Blur is a bit of a yeah, pair yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But that's I thought you were going to say Arctic Monkeys I was hoping you would I do. Oh, I love Arctic Monkeys. I, I love the Arctic Monkeys. I saw them at a uh, Reading Festival. They were unreal. Oh, but um, but yeah, I've seen them like twice here in Toronto. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. They were quality. But that yeah. sort of thing, I didn't really get into until I was probably in my teenage years. I think when I was in, um, I guess, secondary school or high school, and I, that's probably when I started to really kick into that sort of music. So I'd never really experienced it before. I was more just heavily drawn into whatever what it seemed like whatever was on mtv at the time and then going back in now like I, I love music now and i'll go and listen to listen to anything and similar i have to if i really connect with someone i have to explore every corner of them yeah i feel i feel you and i find like now going back through especially now with like yeah uk music now is it's popping now it's where it never yeah. it was always us was the pinnacle now you have uk right. artists are breaking through that and i'll be in seen worldwide now which is great well i got to imagine too if you were into hip-hop i mean british artists you had maybe the streets uh biz like I, I can't think of too many other guys that were really happening for the uk scene especially if you're into hip-hop yeah at the, at the time definitely the street streets are brilliant oh yeah, yeah that first yeah. album is so good oh my gosh like you think you're fit don't you know it like i dude <laughs> I, I don't get me started please because i'll, I'll embarrass myself but i mean I could see why the admiration for, for American hip hop was, was there. Let me ask you this. What do you know about Canada? What do I know about Canada? I know core, not as much as I'd like to. It's a country I, I really want to go and see and I want to go and explore. I mean, apart from Drake, The Weeknd, Bieber, right. Celine Dion. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, those all count. Yeah, those are all ours. And a little bit of Toronto Raptors. That's about that's yeah. all I know really about Canada. Okay, I, I'm just curious uh, uh, for a standpoint. Mm. I forgot a question. I actually wrote down a handful of questions that I, I want to ask you, but go figure. I uh, I forgot it upstairs, but I do remember some of them. Uh, I want. I, I forgot to ask you this. When it came to your father, like you have a you have a like really hot sister, right? That's what I, I picked up from from your live your live feed. <laughs> Did, when she brings guys home, are they intimidated by your father because he played pro? Cool. Um, <laughs> not, it's probably, probably the most difficult question I've been asked in my podcasting career. Cool. I mean, yeah. I think. I mean, to be fair, I think with with my dad as well, as much as of his um, professional career as a person, he's very just. He knows he knows what he wants he knows what he um he knows he knows what he believes he stands up for what he believes in and he's very doesn't take shit really yeah. and any i can't think of any examples really when a a boyfriend or a partner has has taken taken the piss and he's had to be like look you know what 
this isn't on. It's, it's almost very much just been he's, that sort of, he almost has that sort of carries himself in such a way you almost see and just go, yeah, you know what? He's, you, you don't want to take, you just don't, don't take the piss because, cause, yeah. yeah. But I think he's uh touch wood, I think for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's done all right so far. Okay. So another thing I wanted to do uh, that I thought would be fun. I've already done it once when, again, I, I, I might as well just tell the story. You do a live feed once, once a week where you just kind of field questions from whoever on Instagram. I saw this and I just asking you like a whole bunch of like left field questions. It's kind of like what I like to do because I feel like when you do something like that, you kind of get like some real answers from people. And as a podcaster, you like you don't want the fluff; you want the meat, right? So, yeah. um, I always feel like left field questions are always really good. And I was just throwing like random things out there. And I, to be honest, I was painting in, in my house. Um, I was painting, and I was I just had you on the live feed, and my wife walks by. She's like, "Are you? Is he? Can he see you?" I'm like, "No, no, no! Like he's just doing <laughs> his thing. I'm asking these like left field questions." And my, my wife just rolls her eyes. She's not interested in, in what I have to say about it. But um, I don't know. Was I out of line asking those questions? Like, how did you receive some of them? Some of them were wacky. Some of them were pretty easy. But, like, how did you receive some of that stuff? No, like, it's, it's, it's banter. It's, yeah, it's, right? I don't, I, yeah, I don't, it's not that deep. Um, some, of them, some of them are quite funny, actually. I don't remember a lot of them off the top of my head now. But going through them, I was just like, it makes, it makes you kind of step and think, I think, rather yeah. than, uh, but it's quite funny, to be fair. You know, whenever I'm in that position where there's something like a live feed on Instagram, like we, we've all kind of watched and tuned in. And like, I always think the interaction is really what it makes it enjoyable. The the part the part where you see somebody, for example, like I, I'm doing the keto diet right now. And I'm, I watch this guy, Keto Snacks, with a Z at the end. And he's like a he's like a really zany character. Like he, he's one of those guys, he purposely uh, pronounced things incorrectly. To, to just say troll people into like saying, Hey, it's, it's, it's tortilla, tortilla, not a tortilla, oh, so like whatever. Get in the comments and have a go. You know, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he does. But for me, that's, that, that almost throws me for a loop because it's like, okay, let, let's be real with this. Like, you know, I get it. You have an online persona, but um, anyways, I was asking you a whole bunch of random questions. And one of the questions I asked you was, can you, can you tell me what a geezer is? Because with my obsession with uh, UK lifestyle, geezer always comes up. And for me, I always thought that meant like an old dude, who was just like wearing slacks and not pants or a cardigan and not a sweater. Like for me, it always felt like someone dated and you kind of clarified it and you did a really good job clarifying it. I don't know if it, it's, it's a great level of, of uh, English education or just English language in general, but I, I thought that was like a really good thing. So I, I composed a list of questions to ask you to define for me because I do watch Jordy Shore, which uh, people, if you're not listening to is uh, the equivalent of Jersey Shore uh, but with blokes, there you yeah. go, from Newcastle. But he, yeah, he, here's my here's my question. Like uh, in Canada, we have a term called newfie, and newfie would be the equivalent of um, what you guys call a Jordan, like a nickname of people where they, they come from. And a newfie yeah. is like you know usually a fun loving person, but a little sideways too. Uh, how would you how would you describe a Geordie? Cool, a Geordie. Um they are like i to be fair i lived lived recently for over the last 18 months with a girl who was from that area well not specifically geordie but from teesside which is like the next place over and geordies are especially the ones on geordie shore this they almost carry this obnoxious thing about them they have this air of i don't know if it's confidence or arrogance um but at the same time they're quite soft centered 
from the ones I've met as well, some of them are brilliant, like hilarious. The accent is brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but to describe a Geordie, yeah, I think it would be like an almost an a, like a outer layer of like arrogance and bravado, but okay. with a kind of all centered around like a kind of soft center around like with hu- a lot of humor and a lot of sarcasm, which is a, to be fair, a British, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a Canadian thing as well, just a sarcastic nature as well, as well about them. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the big thing, like a lot of dry humor too? Isn't it like a oh big, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, like, I enjoy it, but sometimes like, I, like you can't read dry sarcasm. You just, it just sounds negative, but in conversation, it's great. Okay. So one of the phrases I had on, on this, this sheet of paper was taking the piss out of something. Um, I don't know what the literal term is, but what, what, what does it mean? Like what, what, what does that slang mean? So I think I've said it already so far in the yeah. conversation, but that, that's what, yeah. that's what made me think yeah. about it. <laughs> so, so taking the piss is like, we've, you can also say like taking the mick, taking the mickey. It's like, it's often just, um, making fun of. And you can also say when someone is trying to, we also say like mug you off, make you look like an idiot. Right. Mug, like a, mugs on the list as well too. Yeah. So yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, taking the piss can be, if we're having a conversation and I'm just being, being a bit of an idiot or whatever, or you you say something and I try and mimic you or whatever, that'd be me. That could be me taking the piss out of you. Okay. Or it could be if like, it might be people use it in all different ways, but it's often, yeah, to mimic and to make a fool of, or to, so when people are like, I imagine like in school, someone says something, someone's straight on top of them, like having a go at them about something and, Almost, yeah, like yeah, like I said about okay. yeah, taking the mick and <laughs> oh, yeah, that doesn't explain it, but yeah, taking the taking taking like, the mick and yeah, it, it made sense when you're like you know like kind of making fun of somebody yeah and, some yeah something like that and and then mug, mugging people off is like making them look like an idiot in front of other people yeah that's a, yeah mug, yeah like okay. a, yeah mugging you off is yeah making them look like an idiot okay what about uh, what's a crack crack so yeah. crack is like like laugh like a like a giggle and like banter so yeah so if okay. someone has good crack they have good banter um, okay um okay I, I just actually i just texted my wife to bring me down that list because i had like i had like uh probably five or six okay she just said uh okay she might do it or she might not all right <laughs> if they if they pop into my head i'll uh I'll, oh uh swindle somebody pardon is it how what is it to swindle not swindle um swine somebody not uh, swirl swirl somebody is that a thing swirl somebody it's like like get a drink thrown at you or something like that um i don't think i've i don't think i've heard that okay I, I might i might be wrong on that one i can't i wrote it down because anyways whatever and then what is the obsession with kebabs is that like the street oh, meat you've actually ba- you talk about it on your pod as well so ba- basically a kebab is the epitome of a night out and that the trashy greasy fatty meaty food go yeah. and get after after a few drinks on a night out before you go home go and get a kebab with like it's like basically just whatever lamb horse dog cat meat whatever <laughs> it is and with a with a salad with some chips bit of sauce if you want it in a yeah. wrap just it does the job there it's uh, it'd be magical that's like the street meat of choice right like you guys also have like hot dog vendors 
Or is that maybe is that not like something that made it over the Atlantic? I think maybe in certain places, but I think you're more likely to see a kebab shop or a fish and chip shop than a like hot dog vendor, for example. Okay. And you, you spent some time in the States. Where and how long? So I was in California for about six months when I was when I was 18. And I was there doing what I do now, basically coaching, coaching soccer, like in like uh, holiday soccer camps and then working with teams in the fall. Um, and yeah, as an 18 year old, basically just, it was basically a jolly up. It was basically just going coach for three hours a day and then go and explore for the rest. It was quality. I mean, you're in the right spot, right? California, the oh, sun's always out. I, yeah. I, I love, I love Cali. I've been there a handful of times. Uh, whereabouts in California were you like South or NorCal? So I mainly spent my time in the fall. I was in Huntington beach. Yeah. So oh I, my stayed, God. Awesome. I stayed there for three months. Yeah. It was brilliant. Um, and then the other times I was inland LA and then ventured a little bit out to SoCal before going into Orange County. Oh my God. You hit some spots, my dude. Oh, it was magic. Yeah. I'm real. And, and how, how does it translate for you? Like, uh, you, you go, I mean, you have the illusion, I guess, of, of what Hollywood in California is. And how, like, how was that experience? Like, were you every day just loving your life, not wanting to come home, like losing the passport or something? I, I've always said that I'd go back there tomorrow if I could. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the surprising thing was, was going there and, like, you see Hollywood on, on movies and on TV and you think, wow, this place is going to be, like, magic. But then you go to Hollywood and that's probably one of the roughest areas I've visited. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, like, it's, completely chalk and cheese to what you what we see everywhere it's not glitz and glamour yeah oh hollywood live area is like there's home they they have 24-hour security because they have homeless people trying to sleep in lobbies and like sidewalks because one side of the sidewalk is pristine the other side looks like someone just was killed on 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 it yeah it's, it's yeah it's mad yeah it's like literally that that 200 yards kind of stretch where the main kind of hub of the of like hollywood boulevard is is like lit up and looks nice you think wow this is cool and then you go a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit across the road. And you're like, oh, my God, this is like yeah. you're like checking corners. It's mad. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I was always amazed by that. I, I've been lucky. I, I was I was in Hollywood Live for a hair show. Professionally, I'm a hairstylist. And I was I was we were there for a big hair conference. And just by chance, they had um, the grand uh, the Emmys. The Emmys were, were across the street. And we were we were all ha- having a drink outside the hotel. And people were walking by with Emmys, daytime Emmys. And I met the guy who does the makeup for SNL. He had just won an award, and I asked him to hold his Emmy. And I thought for sure he was going to say no. He's like, who's this guy? Like, I don't know. Like, he's bigger than I am. Is he going to just start running with my Emmy? And he's like, yeah, sure. He handed it right over like he had 10 of them at home. And let me hold it. And, you know, it's it's true what they say. When you hold these awards, they are heavier than expected. Yeah. But Los Angeles, man, California, cool place. Yeah, beautiful place. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the pod, talked a little bit about you. What other things kind of like get you going? Like, What is there to do right now in, in lockdown England? Um, I think at the minute it seems that we're still under the national lockdown kind of conditions and things. But got, oh, got, got my the list. Got my Happy list. Days. Thank you, honey. Yes. But, um, but, with, but at the minute I'm lucky enough now to be back at work full time which is keeping me sane, I think. But there's a lot of people who 
are still we have like a scheme a job retention scheme set up by the government which basically pays 80 percent of your wage if you're not working so a lot of people have, have been put on that so they're at, sat at home not doing an awful lot they've you can't mix households you can meet out you can't meet outside either i think you can meet in ones groups of like one and all that those kind of little restrictions but the weather's getting a little bit nicer so it's getting a little bit easier but i think it's just the the case of it still being in the dark we're still being in the dark about when it's going to go back to normal when it's going things are going to be lifted and that's what's making it a little bit difficult now that it's stretched on for the last year or so yeah we're we're in a very similar position um, we just had, uh, we're, we're just bracing ourselves for the third wave. We have the, thank you for the UK variant of the, uh, of the COVID virus. That was oh, awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're, so we're dealing with that too, but we're, we're in the same position. 80% of your wage sounds great because, uh, the government, the Canadian government is offering, uh, unemployment, which, which is about $2,000 a month, uh, which, which for our household, is like barely enough and it makes it very difficult. My wife's working like day and night now just to keep us afloat. It makes me feel less of it, less than a man. And I'm sure like you understand like the struggle, the struggle is real. And you, at least, you know, you're doing the physical thing. I'm not doing any of that stuff and I'm wasting away. So good on you for at least staying active. And that's, that's great that your government's doing that for you. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Got the list. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. My lovely wife, Brittany, who makes one appearance on the podcast a year. She hit her quota. Okay, so what's a crack? I asked you. Buzzing. Like, I, I assume buzzing is like, uh, you know, completely buzzing. I mean, I got to imagine it's like a hype, you know, a hype moment and that kind of stuff when when everything seems to be lining up. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites when I use a lot. Uh, to be fair, though, I've used it for things for some reason with English, with the English, is that words can be used or words are used sometimes both good and bad. So, for example, buzzing can be, oh, that's buzzing, like good news, or that's great, that's brilliant, I, I, I like using buzzing. But also, I've used it, especially at home, use it if, like, for example, you're eating something or someone does something that's a bit disgusting, like, oh, that's buzzing. Oh, but, okay. Which doesn't make sense. Which it doesn't probably, make sense. Which probably don't, a, lot of, a lot of people don't use, but that's something that's always been in my kind of vocab. But it's mainly, oh, buzzing, that's brilliant, that's great news, well, that's good. Yeah, it, it sounds like a good way. Right? I feel yeah. like it'd be good. All right. Now, this one for me, like it's very self-explanatory, but I just don't know why the English use it every time they're trying to describe something. And then it's, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Oasis has a song called, do you know what I mean? It's a seven minute anthem. But like every time I listen to an, an interview, especially with Liam Gallagher, he starts do going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, I know what you mean. Just finish the sentence, please. But why is that so common? I mean, maybe it's it's the English version of R A, but I don't yeah. I don't know. I think it's like a I think it's like a bit of a filler. I think I use I have a lot that I'm especially since doing the podcast I'm really conscious of. Like for example, saying like or kind of or I say if does that make sense, mainly from my kind of coaching teaching background always ask a question go oh, does that make sense and they go oh yeah or no but like people talking and go they are like you know or do you know what i mean or you get me is another one now but it just seems just like for some reason like british seem to be quite want to check in make sure everything makes sense make sure we uh okay we're just not checking just, in yeah just going oh are you still with me <laughs> yeah okay um now this one i i kind of i i know a little bit but i want a, a better definition of and it comes from 
Uh, my wife and I are currently into Love Island, which is another trashy English <laughs> reality show. Um, but I, I have to admit, it is very entertaining. Um, tell me, Mr. Billy, what is a slag? Oh, here we go. <laughs> the beloved slag. So basically, a slag is a slut or a whore, um, but it's it's almost one of those words that you use it to insult anyone. It doesn't have to be, it can be man, man or woman. Someone is anybody can you, be a slag and you could be shut up. You slag. And it can just be <laughs> so, it can just kill an argument. You, you can't come back often from it. But, uh, the, yeah. so, so, I mean, I know that I, I'm not going to say it in respect to anybody who might be listening, but I know in English language, the C word is pretty common, but over on this side of the Atlantic, it's kind of like the book end. So maybe mm-hmm. that's the, like because you guys overuse the c word, maybe is slag like the replacement there? The c word. I've got a group chat with uh, <laughs> one of the names has got that in it. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that slag's a bit more. Um, it's used a lot. It's used just quite freely. It seems like. Um, I think if you're calling someone it with a bit of bitterness behind it, a bit of venom behind it, then it right. could be like it could be like a wall. Like it's a bit bit strong. Right. But sometimes people between mates and stuff will just throw it out. And right. it's just seen as just like, ah, oh, this it's just another word. I think when you're with the boys or with the mates, it's you can use any word to describe some stupidity that might be happening. And it's OK. It's in that public form that it, it tends to yeah. have more. And kind of context, if you're having an argument with someone or a, a partner or a girl or something, and you call them, you go, oh, you slag or whatever. It can yeah. often set set it a little bit over the edge and that's where things can you get can, you can say the c word i i i have a heart like i i don't want to say it you can say it because i think for you guys it's pretty natural right it's like your word yeah i think yes it's, <laughs> it's often yeah it's used in a lot of co- contexts I, to be fair i don't really often use it often myself I, I think depends on the situation i don't ever got i don't ever call it in anger it'll often be like for example, am I like? For example, like do it. Yeah, <laughs> like do for example, it. like, like describing someone. Oh, he's a bit of a funny cunt, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's like I'm like, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I love it. Okay, uh, my last one is waffle. Like the context is like he's such a waffle, or what a waffle. That is that describes me and the podcast. So waffle can be someone talking a lot and talking a lot about nothing. Okay. So like he talks a lot of waffle. He waffles on. Oh, okay. So not like the food. No, not like the food. No. So it's, okay. yes, it could be someone who talk. Yeah, talks a lot of nothing. So just if they talking and talking and talking, they they're waffling on, or they are a waffler. If that makes sense. Oh, I like the actual waffler. <laughs> I love their first album. You know, it was great. Um, <laughs> we might have to start a podcast just called the Waffles because I think you and I would probably get have a good role going on with that. Um, that's it. That's yeah. <laughs> that. That's it for English slang for now. If, if one pops up, or if you say something, I might have to ask uh, for the definition. I, I like I said before, I, I have a lot of admiration for English culture. I used to actually. I used to have a. Uh, this is back in the early two thousands when it was okay to do this, but I had this badass jean jacket when I was in oh, hair school. <laughs> yeah, and and on the back a Union Jack, of course. I'm not English by any means. Like my, my ancestry is Italian and Spanish, so it's not like that big of a deal for me. I don't know why. I I think it's because in Canada we have a lot of English influence. The Queen's on our money, you know. Um, uh, the Ontario flag has a Union Jack on it. Not only that, the Union Jack probably the coolest flag out there. Uh, so I think just I think it's just like one of those things, one of those attractions for me. 
Yeah, I think for, I think for me, for example, I don't think I've ever owned off the top of my head some a clothing with the Union Jack on it. I think oh, you've yeah. got a lot of people who can be quite patriotic, but it almost seems now. I think my kind of generation, it just it doesn't seem to be that many people who are that patriotic anymore. So I think you might have like the the, the, the Spice Girls jean jacket with, yes, the, <laughs> with the Union Jack on the, the back. The Union Jack dress. Yeah, yeah it, it just doesn't happen anymore. I don't think unless but, it, unless it's like England are playing in the World Cup or there's whatever sporting event going on. Other than that, well, you I don't mean, see London it had London had the Olympics a couple of years ago. I mean, it was it was pretty yeah. dominant then. That's that's when it was. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was yeah. That was oh, Canada had the very similar in 2010. They had the Olympics in Vancouver, and patriotism was at its all time high at that point too um you know it, it's it's wild the the late 90s boom of british music i mean you had the battle of blur and oasis of course paul belasco like all those other great brit brit pop bands but then you also had all of the, the super poppy stuff like the spice girls come out um all saints uh yeah. five like all, all, all robbie williams like all, all these great british artists that started to come out emerge at the same time so i could i could see why a lot of that was in in a big influx towards uh, to me who was into all that stuff. I bought all these issues. So uh, your music magazine and NME magazine. NME, yeah. Yeah. So here, I, I think it's like five or six pounds when you buy it in the UK. In Canada, it's like $12 to buy that magazine. Cool. Yeah, it's import pricing. And of course, like, like I, I'm a music collector too, so I have vinyl. Like I, uh, UK import, I have none because I have maybe one actually. But it's just so expensive to get the imports, and they're the same thing. It just it, there's a little graphic that's a little bit different, and in the value of that is just tenfold. It's crazy. So I used to buy those magazines. If, if Liam or Noel were on the cover, I used to buy them. I recently <laughs> found them. It's like oh my god, like these magazines are 20, 25 years old. I don't know why I kept it. I, I know why I kept it because the value for me was there to buy it. But anyways, whatever. I digress. Okay, so something we do on the Not After 30 podcast, which I always have a lot of fun, is we play this game called Bad Choices. And Bad Choices is basically the drinking game, Have You Ever? Have you played that game? Yeah, good like, ne- okay. that. Well, like, Never Have I Ever or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, we, I have a lot of fun with it. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, we're kind of like, we're kind of hitting like a 40-minute mark, which is usually where I find most people dip out of the podcast. So uh, I'll ask you a handful of bad questions, uh, bad choices, questions, uh, and then we'll kind of, we'll sign off. We can, we can spit a little bit more if we want. Okay. Ready. Let's do it. Okay. Wow. This is, this is going to be, this is starting off great. <laughs> For $200, I'm going to say $200 Canadian, which is like uh, 125 pounds. Would you tell a mother that their baby was ugly? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it depends on how much you want. Two hundred bucks Canadian. That's the, that's the thing. There are I see a lot on Instagram and a lot on social media <laughs> when people post their babies, and you're like, "That's that's an ugly baby. That's yeah. an ugly baby." But I feel it'll break it'll break a woman's heart to hear that their baby is ugly. Two hundred dollars for two hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah, for two hundred Canadian dollars, I don't think I could do it. I think that would way too heavy on my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you. I, I th- and especially being on the other side, I have two small kids. I couldn't imagine someone being like, "Yeah, your kids aren't that good looking." Like, because my kids are really good looking. So, anyways, okay. Uh, next question, we take it up a, a bit. Now, this kind of um, 
I, I, I joked around when, when I was trolling you when we were doing the, uh, the live feed. You know, like if you came to Canada with your accent, you would just kill. You would kill the scene. You would have any girl at the bar or the pub, whatever. Oh, here's a question. Is there a difference between an English and an Irish pub? Is that the same difference? It's, it's the same thing, basically. Yeah. Irish pub, just probably dirtier. Maybe smells like potatoes. Yeah, and Guinness. <laughs> Guinness, fair enough. A lot of spilled Guinness. Okay. Would you have, have, sorry, have you ever had sex with a bartender? No, I haven't. Same. No, I haven't. Okay. Have you, but we're getting really deep with this, man. I picked the wrong question. I must have picked <laughs> the wrong side of the deck. Have you ever had a friend with benefits? Yeah, I have. Okay. This one's just like a draw two cards. Okay. That's a drink, by the way. All right, so the next one was like a draw two cards, so I'm just going to draw another one. Oh, wow. Has your friendliness ever been misinterpreted as flirting? Yeah, I'm very, I'm a very, I say a very friendly person, and I think often it can be seen as flirty. I don't know if you've done if you thought that so far. But. I, I, did, I, was getting, I was getting a little bit. Um, but I also have to imagine if you're dealing with kids, you know, there's always a, the mom of the kid. You know, if you're just you know trying to be friendly, you know, I, I can imagine that it puts you in, a, in a, a weird predicament. Yeah, I think I think sometimes sometimes you play to the audience a little bit as well. You with depend you know, with your group, you almost depending on who's who's watching, you almost play to. I find you find yourself looking for the crowd. You think. Cool, sweet, and then you always play play to the crowd a little bit, which yeah, can definitely right. be, especially if like, oh, the, your kid's brilliant, your kid's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think you're nailing it. You know what? I'm gonna drink in your honor for that one because that I think that's the right answer. <laughs> All right, la- last question. I said the last one was wrong, but uh, this one definitely the wrong. The last one. Would you, would you never have sex again in your life? For three million dollars and because i'm asking the question it's three million canadian not three million pounds so again probably like 125 million sport for 125 million pounds pounds oh, my conversion might be off a little bit but, but i'm pretty sure I'm, I, I, mean, I, I mean i've bought from, enough <laughs> cool ahead. i mean sex is good though it's, it's very good and see and you're 24 like you're yeah. you're in your fucking prime right so <laughs> Uh, so it's a little bit different. Like I'm 38, you know, I'm, I've still got good years ahead of me, but I'm just saying 24. I don't know if you want to give it up that early. I don't think I do. Good call. I don't, I don't think I do. Now here's the, other, here's the flip side of that question. Do you think you can have $3 million worth of sex in your lifetime? No way. No way. No way. <laughs> no right. Way. So <laughs> then, it, you know, like maybe, you, maybe like, not. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think I have to, uh, Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with the money. Wow. I'm going to go with the money. Bravo. I'm impressed. And I'm going to drink to hide the tears as well. <laughs> See, well, here's, here's like, here, the follow-up question to that is like, A, does all sex count? Or are we just talking penetration sex? Or is it like, I don't know, can you still be cheeky? Like, does, does everything get caught off for three million bucks? I don't know. It's a yeah, very... What's the, what's the... What's the boundary? What's the, yeah, where does it, it stop? I'm going to imagine it's like the same as like cheating rules. Like, is a blowjob cheating? Yes, it's sex. It's still sex, right? Yeah. Are you ejaculating and it's still sex. So I think, I think then, yes, it all counts. Like, 
I think the most you can do is, is have a hug, but you can't hug for more than three seconds. And if you're kissing someone on the cheek, it has to be cheek on cheek and not lip on cheek. I think those are the rules. I'm going to yeah. imagine that. Okay. Um, my dude, I want to thank you for your time. I know it's so early in the morning and, you know, like we're 45 minutes into this thing and, and I appreciate your time. The, I, I just want to compliment you on your podcast once again. And this isn't a shill. This isn't just to like say, hey, go check out Not Another Podcast. The fact is, for someone who's as young as you are, you present a very good product. And it, you, you're not afraid to show who you are. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that, especially in the, the way that the world is with, you know, modified pictures on Instagram and just showing people what they want to see. I think you present a really real product and I, I admire you for doing that. I think it's a very good job. I think you should stick with this because I think you're good at it Thanks, as man. well, appreciate it. as well as someone who was also a very big wrestling fan. I appreciate the fact that you did not hide from that because you know, like we got to stick together and you're right. CM Punk cult of personality, incredible tune, just, just backtrack into the soundtrack of your life. I thought it was a great, great concept. I think that's episode five, give or take. Yeah, so I did that from from like episode, I think, eight up to like 16, 17, something like that. It's like I did a few a few of them with different people, but I think my, my one was the 16th one. Okay. I, think. I, I can't remember. I could, probably, I could probably just look it up, but I thought it was very insightful, and I, and I, like, I enjoyed it a lot. And I would actually encourage people to start with episode one, even like 30 episodes. I mean, the first couple episodes are only 15, 20 minutes long. I would encourage people, if you like what Billy has to say, go check out this podcast. It, you won't be disappointed. And I think you're doing a great job. And I want I want you to know that from one podcaster to another, keep it up. You're doing a great job. Cheers, man. It's appreciated. Thank you for the kind words. Yes, no problem. We're going to sign off right now. Uh, Billy, I want to chat with you for a couple more minutes if that's possible afterwards. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are listening to this on the Not Another Podcast, this is the Not After 30 Podcast, similar but different. Uh, you can find us on all podcatchers. You can find Billy and the Not Another Podcast on all podcatchers, as well as Instagram. Don't forget, Not Another Podcast underscore. Got to get that plug in there. And, uh, and check out Billy and what he does, because I think he's doing a great job. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, checking us out. No, that's not right. Hold on. What's my sign off again? Thank you for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out. This is the Not After 30 Podcast.